one more reason for me to need to get a Wii. The reasons are piling up. I almost got one when it was 200 bucks at, at Dell or whatever. You're you going to get a Wii first or a PS3? A Wii? A pub- oh, no. That wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> oh. Live from the walnut capital of the Middle East, Tehran, Iran. It's episode 26 of Tapezilla. This is where the party's at, man. See, we just came out here to visit Stevie's family. He has a bunch of extended family here in Iran. and uh, But this is a banging place, man. Lots of nice chicks. Nice, uh, nice, nice party yeah, we, spots for young people. They have really nice eyes. That's right. Yeah, that's why they wear those things to highlight the eyes. What are those called, um, Peter? Um... I don't know thingies. Yeah, burkas. Right. Right. Burkas. <laughs> He's just quizzing you. <laughs> Why'd you ask me if you already? Yeah. Yeah, we are in here in just Iran, just to take in the local scenery, the local culture, and uh, take in Stevie's family. Don't even know what that means. <laughs> Taking them where? I don't know. Take them in. Okay. Taking his sister, man. Taking. Hey, is there like an outback steakhouse over here? Yeah. I'm starving. There's an outback everywhere. I'm starving. Anyway, this is our, we should tell well, everybody, this is our very special Chili Con Carnage for TSP right. episode of uh, Tapezilla. Wait, what? Chili Con Carnage? We're I wasn't thinking about this. We're highlighting. Oh, wait, you didn't play it? No. Wait, Stevie, did you play it? I don't even know what am that I, is. Am I the only one who played Chili Con Carnage for the PSP this week? I'm guessing you probably are the only one Fuck on it. the planet. And that's right, like well, the fine. only PSP it's game like a, that's come out in the last year, too. Right, fine. Well, I guess we're scrapping it. They've then. come out with PSPs. Come out with more new hardware in the last year than they have <laughs> actual games. <laughs> Got them. Yeah, but there's a there's like a one to one attachment. Yeah, they make right? they make awesome hardware. They just make a new version of PSP like thirty times a year, and they don't make any games. Spraying that joke straight into the ground. <laughs> they think it's like those. They think it's like one of those uh, LED based ones. The, what were those called? The game and I don't know, but PSP's making, making things very hard for me to like it. Because, you know, when PSP... A couple years ago, I got a PSP because I liked the hardware, but I ended up selling it because it, there was no games. Out, there was so few games that I wanted to play. And now, they the most recent version of the... The most recent iteration of the PSP to come out with the nice, colorful, vibrant screen and everything, 
It's it's an attractive piece of hardware. I, I like everything about it, really, except for the fact there's no fucking games. So there you go. Well, I think it's bad because uh, almost all of the decent games on the iPhone would be way better with an actual controller. Yeah, I imagine that. What what is with the iPhone having games? Like when the iPhone first came out, were people doing this? Were people taking advantage of this already, or is this more of a new trend? I don't know. Well, the the App Store came out um, like a year ago, so the whole first generation iPhone didn't have the App Store. Right. I, I guess so I'm asking when they developed that... the iPhone, they go, "Well, this is going to be a platform for video games, and this is going to be a legitimate video game platform." Is that what they were thinking at the time? I don't know. I doubt it. I, I keep seeing these iPhone games popped up, pop out. They're like fully fleshed out games, and I've been scratching my head over it because it just seems so strange. But I guess the iPhone's pretty big, so why not? And the the graphics look generally well, okay. Also, not as good as PSP, but okay. Yeah, there's a couple of really decent ones. There's like a uh, there's a Call of Duty game on it that looks pretty good, and then there's a. Metal uh, Gear. Uh, yeah, the Metal Gear. I saw this video of the Metal Gear one. It, it looks but... really stupid. It just basically you, you, you shoot people. It's but it's like you know it's it, yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's rail like shooter. A, yeah, kind of a rail shooter thing. Yeah, it's not really stealthy at all. You don't do anything. I don't get it. But uh, but the, the, the interesting thing about it though is that like when you win or unlock things or whatever, you can act with within the gameplay. You can unlock like. Um, wallpapers and different skins and stuff for your iPhone. Maybe, like, I don't know if there's other kinds of things, but that that is an interesting possibility. Yep, uh, unlocking, you know, unique ringtones to piss people off with or whatever. App cool. stores. Yeah. So what did I miss? Were you gone? What you... Yeah, I had to... Like uh, he, he launches the show and then he just walks away. <laughs> I figure I'm done for the minute. <laughs> I want to eventually just become like the Michael Buffer of the show. I just I launch it, let you guys take it, pay me. Gone. Doesn't work that way, man. So, uh, what's I, I actually uh, I've been like on the fence for uh, buying Peggle, about whether or not I should buy Peggle for like a week now because I played the demo and I rather liked it, but I I I don't know if I should quite pull the trigger on buying it because I'm just wondering if there's enough ongoing co- enough different things to do in the full game to justify spending money. That's my question. That's not even a question, but that's my question. <laughs> well, I really like the PC version. I've been I've been playing the PC version like an hour a night at least. So, what do you actually do? I mean, does how could it not? It just seems to me like there's not enough variety. At least in the demo, it just seemed like how, I, it's like fun, but I don't know if I want to pay for it because of the variety problem. I don't know. Well, there's a uh, if you didn't like the demo, you're not going to like the I rest did of like the game. The demo, but I, I just don't know if I should buy it. Well, in the full version, at least on the PC, you got like 70 levels or something, and then every so often you you get a different character that you play with, and they have different powers, like there's a dragon, when so when you get the power up on the dragon stages, the ball turns into a fireball that just goes through all the things that are bouncing off different power-ups and stuff. So what's this, uh, the yeah, animal master or whatever for each thing, what's that do? Those are the power, they're like... That's the guy who you're uh, you're playing his stage for like five or six stages in a row. Interesting. And during those stages, you have that power, whatever his power is. Yeah, and then after you go through the quest mode, there's the challenge mode that just has different criteria for you to beat it. So like, normally you have to get all the orange pegs, and yeah. there's like twenty five or something. Then in the challenge mode, there's up to like some of the stages you have to do fifty to be, pegs. When I was playing the demo, it almost seemed like. I don't know why this should be fun because it almost seems random. Like, 
you can't really predict where the ball is going to go unless you only have like one thing to hit or something because it's because there's so many pegs running around. I don't know. It seems like uh, you get better skill at it. Is only like a secondary part of the game. It seems like. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's not entirely skill based because there's no way your brain can math out all the bouncing. That is one of the power ups, though. Being able, yeah. Well, it'll, it'll tell you where the next bounce is, at least in the demo. But it won't tell That's you. That's the more very than first that. one. Then there's one later on that actually you get it kind of close, and then it, it calculates a better angle for you. Oh, yeah. The so it zen, just cheats like that death zen game. something. Except it sometimes it just completely uh, kind of fucks up. It is kind of fun making a good yeah, shot. Some... Like if you bounce it all over the place, then it lands in a little one up thing at the bottom. Kind of yeah, cool. I had a great one the other day. I wish I could save it. Uh, the 360 does have replays. Yeah, you can. You can save replays. This one, this was the PC one. I couldn't figure it out. But uh, actually, the last shot was that. That's why now I remember. The last shot was uh, just kind of like to hit the last peg. But I only had one ball left, but like three mm-hmm. pegs, and I kept landing it in the little, you know, dumpster thing. There's a. Uh, yeah, that's actually a, a a pretty decent strategy. When you've only got a couple pegs left, you can just plan on bouncing it off the peg into the catcher yeah. thing, so you get get to keep recycling that last ball. For the last like three shots. I well, had, if you only have one ball, amazing. Left, Otherwise, who gives a shit? What? I like it. <laughs> Never mind. You should buy it. Just buy it. All right. I might buy it, but there's a lot of other stuff to buy. Um. First of all, I like that Peggle got top billing over uh, Resident Evil 5 and uh, Fallout 3, uh, The Pit. But uh, I do have a lot of things to play. Well, that's probably because, like, 8 billion more people have played Peggle than either of those games. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I mean, Resident Evil 5 has got to be pretty big at this point. It's been out for, like, one or two weeks now. I don't know. Peggle has a ridiculous install base. Yeah, I'm going to guess that Peggle's been played by more people. Really? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, for Resident Evil 5, I think Stevie should leave the room because he hasn't played it, but for those of us who are human, uh, I've played the I've actually played the hell out of this game now. I got it when it came out, or a day after, or whatever. I've, my thoughts are just so complicated on it, because I've, I've played it perhaps more than I've played most 360 games. I've played, ultimately I've played through the game several times now. I just wish I knew why you ran the game into the ground. <laughs> what do you mean ran the game into the ground? Just played it too much? You you overplayed it in like the course of a week. Too much. I, I was really into it for a while, but um, I kind of hit a wall when I got to the only thing left to do being professional mode, because the way professional mode is balanced is stupid. It's kind of the same Ninja Gaiden two thing where they didn't they didn't balance they didn't craft the challenge in an intelligent or fun way. They just they just uh, basically in pre- in professional mode anything kills you in one hit regardless of whether or not you're wearing a vest. Um. And that's just not that fun. Even though, and all your guns kill everyone else in one hit, because upgrading your weapons in this game makes them really powerful. So you kill everyone in one hit, they kill you in one hit. It's just a lot of trial and error and, and re- retrying over and over, and it's just tedious. It's not fun. It, it would have been so much more fun if the professional mode, instead of getting killed in one hit, they'd give you way more enemies to shoot and make the enemies take more damage and put in, and most importantly, put in more mini-bosses like those, you know... Mini, I'm not. Robert hasn't seen some of the mini bosses, so I, I guess I can't spoil them. But there's mini bosses, and they could have put more of those in the stages and made it way more interesting. So they really dropped Except the ball in professional mode. 
Well, except professional mode, they likely changed. They tweaked a few settings in the code and made professional mode. They didn't plan on going back and creating an entirely new mode for that. Why did, why wouldn't they just go through the maps and just drop in some more mini bosses? Like put in, instead of one mini boss, put in three. Just whatever. Put in more mini bosses. I mean, Ninja Gaiden had different enemies for different difficulty levels, but Ninja Gaiden Two was uh, ruined in the hardest difficulty for other reasons. Just the fact that more difficulty meant more projectiles being spammed at you from all directions, which made the game no fun at all. Completely stupid. Speaking of uh, Ninja Gaiden Two, did you get the whatever that add-on pack was that was on sale last week or two weeks ago? Or three weeks ago, or four weeks ago, uh, the mission mode thing. Mm-hmm. No, because I'm pissed at Ninja Gaiden Two. I don't even know what the I don't even know what the mission pack is exactly. But I'm guessing it involves a lot of projectiles being shot at me. So. These uh, whoever is pricing these sale items, whatever they're calling their uh, weekly sales on Xbox Live, like they're obviously trying to uh, you know, because Steam's doing so well now with their sales every week. I mean, Left for Dead that one weekend sold three thousand percent more. Yeah, because it costs like five bucks or whatever. It's twenty five as opposed to fifty, right? Yeah, but. Instead, on, on Xbox Live, let me tell you what this week's is. I just saw it here. The deal <laughs> of the week is Battle Stations Midway, the Iowa Mission Pack. Now, I don't know if that's this <laughs> week, because you told me about that before. But uh, No, they, well, they released like the, whole, like the whole month of them, so I knew about it. Is there before. anyone just holding out on the, the Battle Stations Midway uh, expansion to, for it to go on sale? I mean, yeah, I, mean, first, I was going to get it, but I'll wait for it to I be on sale. I wonder if anyone's ever bought it. Even well, first one off, person. before Even I mentioned one. that, before I mentioned that just now to you guys, did you know Battle Stations Midway was a game? I wasn't sure. I, I, I remember something with Midway in it, but that might have been <laughs> Cruising USA, so I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, but that's not even the worst part. The fact that they're releasing, or you know, the deal of the week is downloadable content for a game nobody owns. Yeah, it's no, only twenty percent off. So I, yeah, like the uh, the Steam does a much better job, like the. The current thing on Steam is uh, Assassin's Creed for like ten dollars. Yeah, that was yesterday. The current one is Prince of Persia for half price. Okay. If I had a good computer, I'd, I'd be but, munching up some of these. Assassin's Creed is really pretty with a good PC. It's pretty pretty on the uh, three sixty. <coughs> yeah. I had a lot of beefs with it that didn't didn't pertain to the uh, visuals. But the uh, the PSN store does a decent job with sales. Yeah. Once in a while, when they actually have sales. Although yeah. right now they do have um, the Ratchet and Clank expansion for like thirty three percent off or something. How big is the? There's a Ratchet and Clank expansion. How big is it? Like lengthwise? Yeah. Like how many hours are these things? Um, I think it's like three. What but is? Uh, I, I could have guessed that. Like, why are all the expansion packs for these games always like three and four hours? Or in some cases, like Butthole Island is like one hour. Or Prince of Persia. I don't get it. Like, like uh, they'll release something, you know, an expansion for 10 or $15 for a $60 game, and it's much less than one-sixth the size of the full game, especially in the case of Fallout 3. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. I'm still, I'm still cracking up here that the Iowa Mission Pack is 20% off. <laughs> that should be, it should be like 90% off just to get the people who they do They should give the it away and they still it. wouldn't sell any. Yeah, d- give it away if you buy the game. Yeah, I mean, I bet nine people own that game. Like if you have it. if you have achievements in Battle Stations Midway, it lets you download it for free. Yeah. Why don't they just release some new uh, some new expans- some new expansion content for Gun? Or <laughs> what was that game? What was that early 360 game that came out that had the uh, sort of the battlefield and the multiplayer and 
It was really awful. The outfit? Yeah, the outfit, and you could run around getting tanks and stuff. Oh, fuck, so how do I bad. Do like, why, don't they, why don't they give us 20% off the outfit expansion pack? <laughs> What's great is the, the outfit <laughs> even had an expansion pack. So bad. Like, why did that have an online, like, multiplayer mode? Like, a deathmatch? Why? Why did it have a game? It was awful. Everything about it was bad. Oh my god. We need to bring this back to RE5 because we barely touched on it. Actually, that was sort of a good segue there because RE5 has its own uh, deathmatch mode, too. It makes about as much sense as putting a deathmatch into Gyromite because because it's a game where you can't move while you're shooting and I I don't fault it for that. I'm fine with that. It it works for the game, but it's not conducive to a deathmatch. I mean, every match would just be two people standing there shooting at each other until one of them dies. And they're likely to kill each other in one hit because everyone has a super powerful super magnum or whatever. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Can you use the the upgraded stuff in multiplayer, though? Uh, Deathmatch? I don't know. In multiplayer, yes. Deathmatch isn't out yet. And I don't think I'm ever going to buy it because it just, it just seems ridiculous. For one thing, something like a basic Deathmatch mode... If you have it, it should be with the game. You shouldn't you shouldn't release it as a separate thing and charge for it. Charging fucking money for the costumes in Street Fighter Four. Ridiculous. Well, I I think for Resident Evil they said they developed it after the game was Bullshit. done. Bullshit. I, I I there's a lot of uh talk going around that you know, that someone's uncovered that the stuff for the mode is already on the disc. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. It could just be uh Bullshit, because I I know they did that with um, like Soul Calibur, right? The stuff was already on the disc, and you just downloaded basically a key to unlock yeah, it. It's just stupid. Yeah, that's some bullshit. It's just, it's just flagrant. Like the the idea of already of having to pay money for a costume and it's the the most basic kind of unlockable stuff in a fighter. You know, some of the most basic stuff that you play a fighter in single player mode for is unlock stuff like that, and they're they're parsing it out and selling it. Separately, it's just it's ridiculous, but it just it's more flagrant when you actually consider that it's already on the fucking game. It just it's really offensive. Yeah. It's bad practice. That's why a game like Burnout Paradise earns so much goodwill by having a lot of free content. That's rather good. Actually, speaking of that, well, Burnout. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> uh, I've actually been looking for Burnout because uh, I, I was going to buy it when Toys R Us was doing the the two for thirty or whatever the deal yeah. was. But uh, they didn't have it. But exactly what we were talking about. I wasn't interested in Burnout because I didn't have the uh, I didn't have the X dude. Well, I guess it was multi-platform, right? Yeah, but if you have the PS, that was, you can that just was buy on the PlayStation. It, right? But uh, I wasn't interested in it when it first came out, and then they just kept releasing all the DLC and stuff. And like, that's the main reason I want the game now is because they've been supporting. Yeah, I, I like the idea that the game is current. It's topical. It's it's something that is dynamic and continues to be supported and changed. That's very attractive to me. So I, even though I more or less fin- got done playing the game a long time ago, I actually want to get it now. But they've sort of completely well, shit on that over the last uh, two months or so by releasing these car packs for ridiculous amounts well, of money. I bet, well, maybe that was their plan all along. Build up the goodwill with the free stuff and then start charging money for mad stuff. But they're not even charging just a little bit. It's like each car is like 2 or $3. Are they recouping the development costs for the free stuff? It sounds like it, yeah. But I don't know who would buy that. Like, who's buying the well, Ghostbusters carts, which isn't even the Ghostbusters cart, just looks like it for five dollars. If, yeah. if the cars have different stats and handling characteristics, and it's not just a skin, then I could see. But if it's five bucks, no. If it's one dollar, maybe. 
for one wait for one. Well, they, car? they keep releasing uh, free stuff too, right? I don't they know. did. Uh, I think the last free thing was uh, a couple weeks ago. That was the uh, actually a couple months ago now. That was the one where they allow you to restart races now. Yeah, I mean, as long as they keep supporting it and put out some free content, you know, not just gameplay patches, but some actual content to go with the stuff that they're also selling, that's fine. I don't care if they make I wonder if they ever put in a thing where you could not have to watch a, re- a slow-motion replay of yourself dying every time you crash. Because that almost ruined the game for me. It is really annoying. It's not... Because you're, you're usually already mad that you just crashed. You're like, fuck yeah. it. And, and it's like, it. it's like, yeah, look what you did. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and also what's more is I don't like going over a ramp or doing a, doing a bear, like a triple barrel roll and having to watch it from eight different angles. I want to just stay in the car. Okay. I think we've been over this though. We have. I just want to stay in the car. Why not just let me turn off all the bullshit, stay in the car and let me soar. Let me feel the wind on the windshield. Don't take but me out of it and make me watch a stupid little movie. Fuck off. But Stevie, you know, <clears throat> if you don't mind having the PS3 version of Burnout, uh, you can actually just download it off the store for 20 bucks. Uh, I, I think I'm just going to cave and buy it retail because uh, the used... I keep finding the used version, but it's in, like, the, the ghetto case and mm-hmm. stuff uh, for uh, 18 bucks instead of 20 So I'll just buy it new with the... Uh, uh, you know the reduced price packaging. I don't care. Here's my my thing is um isn't is Burnout Paradise the only full game next gen that you can buy right off one of the networks right now? I believe no Warhawk. Uh, well, that's right. Warhawk and um oh Grant uh Gran Turismo prologue. You know, on the one hand, I have to wonder why they're not doing this with just about all games. But on the other hand, I wonder if they're not opening some kind of Pandora's box if they start doing this. Like, if it's a slippery slope where it's going to start fucking with all their dis- retailers and stuff. Because, you know, all the usual concerns with di- digital distribution. Well, in uh, I think it's in Europe. Uh, the PSN store for PSP, which you can access uh, via your PSP and stuff, mm-hmm. has, like, every release gets put up on the store. Um, but over here, there's, like, two yeah, imagine if if every game came out on the on the Xbox Live in uh, in PSN. How would that affect the uh, retailers and stuff? There's the actual physical stores. Seems like it would have a pretty big effect because if they probably at least have to, you know how um, Lost in the Damned, you can buy it in the store, yeah. but it's just a card with the you know the key on it. They would start doing that. That's, that's that's like makes no sense at all because the reason you would buy it on <laughs> well, Xbox Live is to avoid going to the store. But that's what you could do for like gifts and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, there's no way to really give a an Xbox Live game to somebody. You know, but it seems like, you know, by now, people are starting to get comfortable with the idea and the convenience of buying games up off of Steam or Direct-to-Drive or whatever. So it seems like everything's really moving in that direction. And I made a call a couple years ago that within the next 10 years, you can't even really buy physical games anymore. And I think that's where we're going, because it's just becoming irrelevant. Physical shit is becoming well, there's irrelevant. there's actually... Uh... That there's actually laws about um, how you can do the pricing for different retailers. Like, if I'm Sony, I can't give Toys R Us a better deal than I give GameStop on the same exact what? product. It's just that there, it's a competition law. I, I work in another packaged goods industry, and we're not allowed to change the pricing for exactly that reason. Did he us that he's a gigolo? <laughs> <laughs> Packaged goods. Packaged, so not it sounded like he was winking goods. when he said that. Yeah. 
<laughs> if you know what I mean. But it's, it's because of that, though, the games that are up on the PlayStation Store are actually, uh, a couple of them are more than the retail is now. Like a Jean d'Arc yeah, like, is 20 Oh, so then you have to pay for the convenience of not having to have a physical product. I mean, that makes no, that just seems counterintuitive to the core. Well, you're not paying for the convenience. You're paying because they can't charge a different price than they're charging somebody else. So that it's a big problem with digital distribution that you know it'll probably end up being a big court case eventually because yeah, why can't they just it put it on digital cheaper. distribution for the same price as everything and give people the choice? Well, they are with burnout. Yeah, but they should have it with everything. That's my point. But, they, but they're not allowed to. Undercut. But if you sell. Right. If, if if Sony sold Burnout on PSN for $18, they'd have to change the retail I'm not price saying of the change game the price. I'm at a brick and mortar store for $18. The same price everywhere, but have a digital option for every game. Why not? Oh, they could, but then it becomes less and less. You know, that's what you were talking about, though. I mean, at at you take 5 or $10 off a $20 game, and all of a sudden it's not worth it for them to sell. At a brick and mortar, they're not making any money off it. I'm saying is, it's we're almost to that point when physical games are irrelevant. There's no reason for any physical anything. Just download the data and have the game. I mean, there's no reason not to. We're there. I'll tell you why there's a reason for it, and that's you like to have shit on your happiness, shelf. Happiness, the happiness I get every time I look at my shelf. Yeah, it's, it's about the shelf. But uh, when you, if you actually want to get real for a minute, it's it's. Physical shit is irrelevant. I think we're heading for all digital everything. It's just a matter of time. Actually, if you go on, uh, like, you know, when the Netflix streaming thing, that's it's too cool just having all those movies. I mean, oh yeah, I love Netflix newer movies, streaming. but it's great. But I could see. Well, the problem with like Netflix and if you are only buying digital things, um, you have problems with if you have the game physically on a shelf or you have a movie physically on the shelf, you can watch it whenever you want. If you download the game and then you reformat your hard drive or something, there's a chance that when you go back for it, they don't have to give you the game again, depending on the license agreement. And like that, there was a problem. Like uh, iTunes does that actually. Uh, if you download a song, I, um, it's in the ULA that you're not guaranteed to be able to go back and download okay, it again. Well, who cares? Everyone should just do it the way Steam does because Steam has a has a working model that works and it seems pretty safe. I can download any game I've ever bought. I have to give Steam credit. It was yeah. definitely ahead of its time because back in '04, whenever it launched, I yeah. was I was pretty much. I think on it like Steam else. came out at the same time as Half Life Two, and I remember when I first set that thing up, and I, I I had no fucking idea what this thing was. It just it made no sense to me why I had to put this in. But then pretty soon I realized I could buy games off of it. It seemed pretty neat. It seemed pretty neat. It's great, and especially when they when they started selling other people's yeah. games, that was a really yeah, big now, deal. I think even. Uh, like EA is involved now, and Ubisoft is a big one, and they're doing the sales this week. But it's it's great for impulse purchases. Yeah, too. if I had a good PC, I would jump on Steam, and I'd be like, "Oh, I can get Bioshock for five bucks or whatever." Okay, cool. And there's all kinds of shit to grab off there if my PC could handle it. There's a lot of good stuff on there you can get it's right at your fingertips. You could, you could be playing it in and out, and you know, however long it takes to download it. And it's just a, it's really convenient. And I think console games should all be like that. Seems a lot easier. Well, that's why I buy a lot of stuff on the uh, iPhone. I just look for what's cheap or what's on sale. What do you actually buy for If I'm your looking iPhone for something TV? new to play. Uh, I have uh, Bejeweled on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. You didn't get that, uh, what's that, the Loco Roco ripoff? No. Ugh, it's awful. I bet Stevie's iPhone has couscous smeared all over it. 
Couscous and quiche. Couscous and quiche. <laughs> smudgy couscous. Jinx! Green. What color is couscous? Isn't it green or something? No. Just, <laughs> oh. I'm not even sure what it is. It's, uh, it's a little pasta. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, it's I a little tiny it. pasta. I was thinking of um, that stuff you dip chips in. Guacamole? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. I'm not up on all your fancy New York metropolitan, you know, metrosexual foods and stuff. See, I thought you were going for pesto there, but, uh... <laughs> guacamole. <laughs> no, guacamole. Pesto, by the way, is... Especially because we're, we're in Iran. I mean, that's, uh, that's couscous territory. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for an outback, though, if anybody uh, knows of one around here. I'm going to Google Maps that and see if there is an outback in Iran. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I wonder if they look for ridiculous searches. Is it really true that in Iran women and stuff? I thought it was more relaxed in Iran. If all of our uh, millions of listeners right now go and Google Iran outback, it'll hit that Google Trends. and Yeah, they'll go make up an outback there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> You're making me want a steak, though. This is the first time you've made me want a steak in a few days. <laughs> Does it usually make you want he a steak? He makes me want a steak pretty often. Yeah. You know, uh, we were talking about Resident Evil earlier, and uh, about ten minutes before we were going to do the taping, I was looking up stuff to talk about. And uh, I didn't know that there was this uh, like half-naked bushwoman costume for the... Uh, for the female protagonist in the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like the Doesn't that seem like a really with the paint and stuff? Yeah, don't you think that's a bad idea given the whole racism thing? No, I think the discussion just kind of, of racism it in the face at least. Of the people who yeah, it's, it seems really deliberate. I don't know. I I think I I I don't I just I don't see it as racist. I mean, it's just it's just kind of it's Resident Evil has always offered kind of Cost like alternate costumes that are sort of a spin on some aspect of the character that are kind of silly and over the top. Or in, in case in the case of female characters, they, the alternate costumes tend to be also more skimpy or whatever. And I don't know. I just it doesn't yeah, but, it, it strikes it doesn't strike me as something malicious. It strikes me as the Japanese idea of something that would relate to the character and be sexy. That's what I think. Well, yeah, I I think it didn't cross their mind. But if you were Capcom and like pretty much through. The first time there was a screenshot of the game, up until after it came out, there was a discussion of racism or not in the game. I'm not sure I would have made the I'm decision with to Capcom include on that costume. In that they're not giving a fuck about what people think because it's dumb. They decide they want to put the game in Africa. What are they going to do? Have, have you shoot a swarm of white people in in sh- African shanty towns? That would almost be more racist than than if they were all black. It did crack me up that, that the scene where they're. Uh, it's very early in the game, so not spoiling anything. Where they're cutting the guy's head off. It's also in the demo. Um, there's one white there's guy like a, in the crowd. There's one white guy in the crowd. Like, yeah, yeah come white. on, get him. <laughs> and, and you know they added him, like, after all the discussion. And there's, um, there's imagery that could be interpreted as having racial overtones, but I don't think there was any malicious intent. Like, there's one part early in the game when you walk in on like a like a young white blonde woman being attacked and ravaged by by black zombies and i guess that imagery might be might hit a nerve with like racists and stuff but i don't think it i don't well, think, I think if you're though. 
If you're looking for it, it's there. Yeah, I, I'm sure. If you set a game but, in Africa uh, and the main protagonist is white and he's there to kill people, <laughs> obviously there's going to be a way of looking at it in a racial sense. But I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not debating whether or not the game actually is racist or not. I just think it was funny that with the, with all of this discussion about it, they still decided to do a tribal outfit for the female character. I like the outfit. Like, I have the outfit. I unlocked it. You have yeah, to get all those emblems, which is uh, nearly impossible without cheating or without looking it up, but I got it. Because you looked it up. Well, but I got on my regular, there's 30 of them total. On my first, you know, on my regular playing, I ended up with like 20 or 15, 15 or something like that. And uh, then I played with other people and they kept getting them. And then before I knew it, I only needed like six more, so I looked those up. But Pete and I were joking uh, around that when she sees like her buddy when you when you're wearing the costume, she sees yeah. her buddy from like the army and stuff. He he never even mentions it. Yeah, he's like he's like oh Shevo, we called she was she was the little sister of the group, like and they all train together and stuff. It's like it's like the, like the whole military outfit and everything, and everyone's in military um, what are the, uh, fatigues and stuff. But she's wearing this tiny little tribal bikini. Like, with, like she's all check out these Halloween costume. And it, it's just ridiculous. It cracks me up that she's running around throughout the game, taking everything so seriously as she's wearing this silly Halloween costume that's possibly offensive. <laughs> Might as well have a bone through her now. Uh. But, I, I, still though, at the end of the day, I don't think it's malicious, and I don't think it's racist, and I think people should just lighten up. I don't think it hurts anyone. And beyond that, there are examples of strong intelligent black characters in the game so it's not like it's not totally one-sided well speaking of people taking stuff too seriously did you see the uh the deal with PETA talking about dogs in call of duty me that's so freaky no oh PETA PETA stevie as you said that a dog was attacking me in call of duty really you're playing call of duty right now no so a dog attacked you in Call of Duty <laughs> in real time, and you weren't playing it? He has flashbacks. He's like a, he's like a Vietnam vet. <laughs> he has flashbacks to the game. Games are <laughs> Robert wakes up in the middle now, of the night, some, sweating, uh, having, having vivid dreams about his horrific time in the game. That some high school kid started a petition at her school to uh, make Activision be nice to doggies in a... In, in World of War, or World at War, sorry. Um, what happens to dogs in that game? Well, there's attack yeah, dogs. Attack dogs. And in, that, in the multiplayer mode, uh, one of the like, little bonuses for getting a couple kills in a row is to send attack dogs at the enemy. How is that so uneasy? So, uh, well, the, the, then PETA got involved, and they sent Activision a copy of like the Imagine Puppies or something. It's like, see, this is how you're supposed to do it. And a direct quote from them is, perhaps in the next Call of Duty game, uh, you'll have to unlock achievements for petting the dogs you encounter and going on walks or playing frisbee with them. It's like they've never played the game. I'm completely alright with shooting dogs in games. Or in real life. Well, I mean, it's it's not like it's a, a, a beagle puppy that comes up and, like... You know, whimpers for attention. They're they're fucking attack dogs. Yeah. They're they're gonna kill you. I didn't like the dogs in RE5 either. I just want, they were met. They were they were creepy, and I wanted to fuck them up. And dogs in real life pissed me off too. I was telling RJ earlier that 
among it, it, certainly in my top three worst sounds there is is dog barking. Probably number one. So I'm okay I decided with that uh, an alarm clock is far worse. For me, it's close because mm-hmm. it's the alarm clock is awful, but it's only once a day at most. The dogs bother me all the time. So yeah, I'm not a dog person. I'm not a dog person either. Cats are okay if they mind their business. Would you like to give the listeners, uh, you know, a little bit of your uh, your cat cat call that you were doing earlier? Wait, no, you have to meow too because you were doing it too. I guess it's not really well. <laughs> it's not like a whoo baby. It's not that no, kind of not. cat call. <laughs> no, uh, R- RJ was playing with his uh, cat Miles, so they were meowing at each other. I guess. <laughs> I was not meowing at Miles. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. No, but well, tear it. I, I mentioned how when a cat's uh, when a cat's pissed off or in distress or looking for you or something, it, was, it sounds like this. <coughs> they have that ooh sound to it if uh, if they're kind of distressed. They do. I had a lot of cat, cats around a- growing up. It's a very good impersonation. It's not bad. Impersonation. Is it an impersonation if you're doing an animal noise? It's an incantation. It's an incantation. No, but we we had this. We had this. um, We had this. It's always witchcraft. We had this. Yeah, it always is. When I was when I was a kid, we had this cat who was like a mama kitty, and she had you know, she had kittens on two separate occasions, totaling like sixteen kittens. And um, she was crazy. She, if you if you said if you were like if you know we were kids at the time, so if you called for mom, like if we said mom, mom, like calling for our mom, this cat would come running and start licking you and going nuts and stuff. And if you meowed meow, like that, the cat would go crazy because it thought that you were in trouble or something. So wow. cats are pretty deep. At least this one was. Yeah the uh, the the term for that is a queen cat. Is that like no shit? What's that? What's a queen cat? What's that mean? Uh, a cat a personality who type has kittens. Oh, so you th- so you're saying their behavior changes when they have kittens? Yep, that's pretty clever, Stevie. Yeah, damn clever. So we've barely talked about Resident Evil Five. We just need to run over it real quick. I'm I ha- there's there's with Resident Evil Five. I like the game. There's two. There's kind of a I'm conflicted on it. There's there's two forces at play here. There's the one on the one hand, you know, it is kind of I have to admit it's fun jumping in with a with another person and playing the game together and, and getting through it together. That's fun. But that whole the whole concept, the whole the whole gameplay is is at odds with with the um, with the whole MO of Resident Evil. The whole what the whole fiber of what Resident Evil is is kind of taken apart by this uh, co-op multiplayer aspect. So, you know, Resident Evil is kind of known for atmosphere and, and pacing and just kind of a f- sensation of dread. Even though the game is campy, at the same time, there is kind of a sensation of dread and it's kind of creepy and it's at times kind of scary. And, and that's that's just what those games are like. Even 4 was like that. And with 5, they've, they've dismantled that completely because they wanted to have it kind of be a co-op High octane kind of thing, so I'm really, I'm really at, I'm really conflicted on it. Um, I think they probably should have 
made that to a separate game altogether and just done co-op with a different game and kind of left the RE formula more intact. That's what I think, but nonetheless, well, they, they could have they could have spun off a co-op game or something. That's possible, but uh, but beyond that, it's even though even within co-op, even with the co-op model in mind, they could have still made it more suspenseful and more uh, atmospheric and creepy than it is. It's the whole thing is kind of set up to be kind of a bad boys type Gears of War type game, where you're kind of just you know high high flying from one location, blasting it up to the next. You know, and there are you know it slows down. There's some there are some Resident Evil type things that happen. You know, with some of the little little scary things that happen, especially in Chapter Five. But overall, it's not like it's not very re ish. So I don't know. And I, I think it's. I, I actually think it's the um, the only reason I'm as far in the game as I am is because it has a uh, has co op. But um, I don't know. I think it does take away from you know the story aspect. I every time a cutscene comes on, I have to take a little headset off because you just keep talking and talking <laughs> during it. <laughs> it. It kind of uh, eliminates the. Uh, what? You're sort of you're just playing the game. You're not really playing it for the story anymore. Yeah, they they've made some strange decisions about about how to implement the game also. Like, in a traditional Resident Evil game, if something scary happens, it would just happen. Like, in Resident Evil 1, you're walking down the hallway, and bam, dogs pop through the window, and they start chasing you, and it's just all done suddenly in real time. Or, you know, you walk past a boarded window, and bam, zombie arms will break through the boards, and they'll start trying to grab you. And it's just just like that. And, and, and that's kind of, a, kind of the kind of moments that make you jump. Those don't exist in Resident Evil 5, because every... Every emergence of something scary, every everything that happens that's scary or sudden is kind of eased into almost. It's like, like you know, the first time you see dogs in the game could have been could have been a little more startling than it was because it shows like the camera pans over to show the dogs in the cutscene and Sheva goes, "Look, dogs!" or something. It's like they could have it's done actually, it way it's more. Uh, it's more like Metal Gear esque now. I guess. Rather than uh, scary. And actually, the one thing I was uh, thinking as I'm watching the cutscenes in Resident Evil, though, is that they're the perfect length. They are. And that uh, the, re- the Metal Gear folks <laughs> should maybe play this game and see the length of a cutscene, like the perfect length of one. Yeah, the Resident Evil 5 character models and cutscenes and, and facial expressions and stuff are really remarkable. Probably some of the best in the biz. Um, I don't. I haven't played MGS4 firsthand, but I'm thinking it's probably up there. Maybe, uh, maybe it's probably a close call. Just judging from what I've seen of, of MGS4 in terms of the the facial expressions and stuff, because there's a lot of subtlety to the, to the facial expressions in RE4, particularly Sheva and the black friend, the other black guy. And uh, it's, it's, it's they make, they're ve- they come across as being very believable, even though even though the whole concept and plotline is kind of tacky. I don't know. I'm just. I was very impressed with that. With the whole aspect of it. The cutscenes were very good. I, I really dig the way they uh, they do the storytelling. Like I said, MGS could uh, you know Kojima or whoever's heading up the next MGS project could uh, could learn from that. I would well, they say must she- be pretty good. Because, yeah. She- uh, Peter Peter's such a big fan of the in-game storytelling that for him to say yeah. a takeout cutscene is good. It must be pretty good. Well, they've done it in such a way that's worthwhile because Sheva's facial expressions. T- tell a story by themselves. They're so they're so spot on. They're so suited to the dialogue and the in the atmosphere and what's happening that it's it's almost like you're looking at a, at a real actor. It actually really is. And uh, um, 
I was very impressed with it. So it's a really solid game. It's held back by the fact that, you know, even if you accept the premise of it being a co-op game and not being so much a horror game anymore, even if you completely accept that premise and you're okay with it, which I'm sure plenty of people are, there's some problems, some balance issues they've put in, like, um, well, for one thing, if you if your inventory's full and there's an herb on the ground and you need healed, you have to shuffle your inventory around or get rid of something to pick up the herb and heal yourself. You can't just heal yourself directly from it, which you could mm. do in previous Resident Evil games, which makes no sense. So friggin' annoying. Yeah, inventory management is really obnoxious. And uh, I feel like they've taken a step back when it comes to the way the store works. Because even though the persistent inventory and the frequent access to the store is nice, it's it's streamlined, and it takes something away from the flavor of the game. Because in the last game, you could you had that creepy shop guy that you'd have to find. And uh, kind of added flavor to the game. So I didn't like that streamlining. I'm not sure how I feel about that streamlining. I mean, they they made the game overall easier. When the yeah, the, when you die, you get to go right back to the shop. I mean, your inventory where yeah. you can buy shit. Well, that's just a um, convenience. It makes the game more playable, I think. Because uh, I think so too. But uh, I don't, I'm not going to play Takes that. away from you know running out of ammo for your gun because you can easily just upgrade your gun and have full ammo again for it. When yeah, because there's there's start. always there's always this duality. There's always this, these these design choices where things are at odds with each other. I mean. Some if you if you put everything in fa- in favor of, if you balance everything and, and design everything in favor of pure convenience and pure expediency, that's one thing. You know what we just discussed. It's convenient and it's nice. But on the other hand, sometimes certain hardships in a game actually add character and feel to the game. The fact that you could only go, use the store when you found a shop person, and the fact that he was so creepy in the last game actually added flavor and feel to the game. So, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I actually perhaps would like it to be more like the last game overall. And there's other there's some overall balance issues. Like, uh, the guns are way too powerful once you start upgrading them. Like, even even just your first time around, you'll, you'll be able to pretty easily upgrade at least one weapon all the way up in terms of its damage. And, uh, and you'll be blowing everyone away very easily. And I think they should have uh, toned down the weapons a little bit and uh, made the enemies a little bit sturdier. Because they're pretty easy to kill. So is it very easy? Um, on the there's whole, I'd say it's spots, pretty easy. But, there's, yeah. yeah, there's some tough spots, but overall, it's pretty easy. So it sounds like they kind of they dumbed it down a bit. Well, it kind of makes it easier because you have a persistent inventory. Your inventory, you have like a, you know, have your characters have their little inventory just like always, but you have like a bigger pool, like a big main inventory on the bottom where you can just store everything, and it stays with you. Whether you're playing a new game or a different game or jumping into someone else's game, no matter what, your whole gamer tag has that inventory assigned to them that you can always use. And you always have the same money, all the upgrades. Everything stays persistent. And uh, so, just by virtue of that, the more you play the game, the easier it gets, no matter what. Just because of that. So after a while, it becomes like Left 4 Dead. I don't know about that, because Left 4 Dead got so that the only challenge there was was playing on the hardest mode, which was too hard. Pretty much. That's how it got for me. Which is exactly what you described about, you know... Yeah, that actually is kind of similar, yeah. But it doesn't feel like you're fighting tough dudes in the in professional mode in RE5. Everyone still dies in one fucking hit. The difference is so do you. It's like playing Contra, but it's not Contra. <laughs> So it's not really so teams. much uh, survival horror as it just is horror. If you put in a, if you put in a well done, well implemented, 
high difficulty setting. It should be done in such a way that it's that it's dramatic and intense. There should be enemies closing around, and you just can't kill these guys. They just keep getting back up, and you know more mini bosses. Shit, another another mini boss there. What am I doing? And then when you pull it all off, you can uh, feel good about yourself. But this is just everything's the same except everyone kills you in one hit, so you get to retry everything over and over until you don't get hit. And I, I hate those things that it's just it's more about memorization. It's not even about memorization. It's just about retrying the mob until a stray arrow doesn't happen to hit uh, you. Oh, so it's it's even more chancy than that. Like it, even it's if you just, know yeah, the exact about, sequence, it's still dumb luck. It's yeah. It's just Nobody's playing gonna through play the that game. Mode anyway. They do. Lots of people are playing. I played it on multiplayer for a little while until I got sick of it. Because it's just like playing the game pretty normally, but then you get into an area where where there's a lot of enemies and you inevitably get hit by something and you die. And it just keeps retrying until you get through it without so it, having to be it hit. it completely takes away the aspect of like where you have to save your partner every once in a while. And Yeah, because you can save your partner, but it's almost impossible because your dying status only lasts about one or two seconds before you're gone. So it's almost impossible mm-hmm. to save your partner. And, and vests are irrelevant because almost everything will almost always kill you in one hit. Huh. Silly. Why did they just put a little more time into it? Just make it more interesting, like I said. So that's the reason the mercs mode is kind of fun because you get to fight the same sort of level layouts but with more enemies and more spawns and more mini-bosses and stuff. And it's, well, I'll but, tell you exactly why. It's the same reason that not a lot of time gets put into endings of games anymore because for the most part people are playing the first handful of levels and the yeah, the majority of people just see the first level. Right, that actually get to the end of a game is yeah. so few compared to how many people actually play it. Um, and because of that, it, it's sort of the same thing. Like, not many people are going to be playing super-duper veteran mode or whatever. Especially compared to the normal yeah, games. there was a time when, when game makers took pride in making their hard games hard. All the way up to the end. Well, I mean, that, there were always games that had... Uh like ridiculous difficulty things that just didn't even make sense at either later levels or at progressive difficulty levels, but um, it, it seems more like developers are less less concerned with a, a game having like a natu- natural gradient of difficulty, but having like some ridiculous extreme mode and then uh, a different mode to that'd be more approachable to more casual people. Guitar Hero Metallica version? What the fuck? I'm gonna f- buy this. This is wrong. I should be gone. Yeah, here we may. Cause I can't stay away. Just when I thought 
the, I already had just assumed there could be nothing worse, more pointless and stupid than Guitar Hero. They're coming out with a special Metallica edition. Yeah, there's going to be a... You do realize, sing- like, there's an Aerosmith one, and... Uh, like, the whole game is Metallica. Based on a band. Yeah, there's going to be a Beatles half one. of it. It's stupid. It's, they're so ca- it's so shameless. They come out with new games, and they charge money for each... Or new songs. They charge money for each individual song, and they release buckets of new songs every day. It's just such a money grab, and the, the games are so shitty. It's... <laughs> <laughs> the guy who's never played them ever. Look at them; they're primitive looking. It looks like they spent. It looks like they paid some college kid five minutes to you know to, to spend five minutes in his grandma's basement designing these character models. It looked, the whole thing looks so shoddy and shitty. I'd rather do a knee drop off the ropes onto an exposed nail than play that game. Isn't that the second game you've said that about lately? <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. Actually, it's the third one, but the first one wasn't on record. But yeah, I like saying that, because can you think of anything worse than doing a knee drop onto an exposed nail? Doing a knee drop onto two exposed nails. No, that would be better, because the two exposed nails would distribute the uh, the force, so they wouldn't go as deep. I, physics, I sincerely doubt that. I'm pretty sure both nails would go exactly as deep. No, they Didn't wouldn't. You see, uh, it's the same way people lay on, a blanket, lay on a bed of nails, dude. It's distributing the, the pressure. Yeah, but if you do a wait, knee drop on two nails, they're both going to go all the way in, I'm pretty sure. No. Yeah. Wait, did you play Mortal Kombat 1 at all? When you uppercut the guy into the pit, what happens to their body on the spikes That's, all the way through? The spikes are pretty far apart. These two nails are close together. They're not going to go as deep as one. Because one, your whole force of your whole body weight is focused on that one point. It's going to go all the way in. The two nails might not. They'd go all the way in. Maybe we'll just have to try this. Alright, let us know how it goes right after you do the uh, fucking pet egg review. How about that? I actually took all the pictures for it. I just haven't posted it yet. I have all the the dust to it still sitting on my my shelf. Fucking nasty. (laughs) I don't want to get rid of it. I think it has some use. I wonder if I could light it up. Try that. It looks very flammable. It looks flammable. Try smoking it. Take pictures of it. I already have Smoke pictures it. of the dust. The, the dust is the centerpiece. No, the, all the of of when you light it, take pictures of that. But anyway, Pete, what's in the news? Show me a picture from Liam Neeson's, Neeson, Neeson, Liam Neeson's wife's funeral. Natasha Richardson. She fell onto a snow slope and her brain got broken or something. And she died. And someone, someone took a picture. Someone sent me a picture of um, of Liam and some old lady like grieving at the funeral. And it looked like a still from a movie. It was so dramatic. It, I mean, do actors just... Are they unable to turn it off? Are they just emotive people or something? I thought I was looking at something from the movie. I really did. Dude, so it I was his thought, wife. <laughs> his wife died. I know. Suddenly. I know, but I'm saying it just... It, it didn't look... It looked like a movie. It was very... Cinematic looking. And I almost have to wonder if... If these people just never know when they're in a movie. Well, it's like... It's like we we mused that uh, that 
the, the you know the the characters in Resident Evil no, never know when a video game is going to start, when their life's going to become a video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm joking about the about a funeral. Let's see if we can move this into lighter pastures. Kate Moss auctioned off a kiss for a ten thousand dollars. That's what it went for. Kiss where? She's wearing a on the mouth. You get to kiss her on the mouth, and she's wearing a police uniform for uh, five thousand pounds. Does she give you some of that money back so you can get tested afterwards? <laughs> five thousand pounds. Look out! Of what? Uh, do- you know, pounds of currency because that's that's a lot of dollars. It's ten ten grand four hundred. Yeah, I think that speaks for itself. Um, pretty sure I'd get a contact high from cocaine and stuff just by touching her. I don't know who would actually do that. I mean, maybe if they just wanted to give to the charity and they'd say, "Okay, you can you can just keep it. I don't want the I don't want the the prize." Uh, Lindsay Lohan's out of money, but she's still buying all kinds of shit, and she just crashed her new car. Whatever. Doesn't she always know. crash her car? Yeah, that's what these people do. Too. It's a shame. These 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 Hollywood starlets and stuff. They they buy expensive you know Mercedes Benzes and whatever, and they they crash them. Are they? You think they think insurance paid for all that? I think they actually have insurance. I'm not sure they I bother. Assume she has. Because if you're rich, do you have to have insurance if you're rich? Like if you're really rich. You oh, have is it to? illegal to drive if you don't have insurance? Yeah, but I thought that like, if, is it really illegal if you're a millionaire? I mean, do you have to have insurance when buying a car is nothing to you? Makes no sense. Let's see, more pictures of Megan Fox, and she looks ridiculous, and it's just more like, did she break up or not break up? Whatever. Uh, oh, Liam Neeson pictures. Here we go. Oh, no more Liam Neeson. Fine. <laughs> Leave Qui-Gon alone. Bruce Willis got married to a very attractive young woman who's like one-third his age. It's a British do it. I guess that's the way to do it. Like, I was saying that's my plan, you know. If my plan works out, my wife isn't even born yet. Because I'm going to, because I'm going to, um, you know, retake, I'm going to become rich and be like 55, 60 years old, which is about what Bruce Willis is, and then find like some 25, 30-year-old woman to uh, have my enormous children. It's no, admit right now that you're not actually looking towards 30. It's more the 25 side of that. Yeah, by 25, I mean like 23. You only said 30 there to... To please the other... Such a creep. ...listening to this. All the women listeners who might be listening to this. I'm not going to say bitter old brown. I'll edit that out. (laughs) Bitter old... Jennifer Aniston broke up with John Mayer because he said he... Because she was in Europe promoting her stupid movie, and he kept saying he was too busy to spend a lot of time talking to her because he had work and stuff. But she noticed that he was posting lots of messages on his Twitter page talking about his fans and talking to his fans and stuff. So she said, that's stupid, and she broke up with him. Now, even if you were John Mayer, I still think that's a bad idea. To use your Twitter page a lot when you said you're too busy to talk to your girlfriend? Well, not just talk to your girlfriend, but talk to Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. I mean, I, have a th- I-, I think Jennifer Aniston is, is attractive, but that might be because she's grandfathered in, because I was so into her back on Friends when I was, like, 12 or whatever. Uh, and, she looks, and she looks really good in the waitress outfit and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she might be, she, it might be that she's being grandfathered in. I don't know how to look through her, look at her through fresh eyes, but I think she looks pretty good. But still, obviously, John Mayer could do a lot better. But he, well, She's over 40 now. Really? Um, 
Yeah, she just had her 40th birthday. She doesn't even look that old, though. I mean, like, she's still... Everything looks pretty together still. And, uh, you know, I saw her on Leno, you know, during the promotional cycle for her last movie, whatever, the dog one. And she looked really cute, I thought. And she didn't look anywhere near 40. Well, and there were the, the GQ photos, right? Yeah, but I don't I don't think magazine photos matter for shit because they're so doctored. They may as well be painting. I don't know. There still has to be so something you, to work with. Well, they're with. not necessarily. Not necessarily, but you can't trust them because ma- magazine sh- shoots like that will always look good. They'll make the person look good whether they look good or not. So that's not a good measure. But she looks really good on the Leno show, which is a good measure because they can't doctor that. As much. Hey, speaking speaking of Twitter, Shaq's really, uh, he's cooled down a little bit. It's, well, it's I, not as funny as it used to is be. Is it because people make fun of him for Twittering? I don't know. Like, he, he, I barely get anything anymore, and when I do, it's just like a silly dunking video or something. Just, come on, Shaq, pick it up a little bit. We need more hijinks. More crazy. Yeah, more hijinks. <laughs> more, uh, honk, more. honk, move out the way, Og. <laughs> <laughs> more hijinks from the almost 40-year-old. He's still playing basketball, and he's still giant, so he doesn't seem 40. I think he's like 36 or something. I, thought that, I, I previously thought that baseball was the only sport you could be middle-aged and still play professionally. 34 is middle-aged? He said he was 40. No, I think he's 36. Uh, James Cameron is making a new movie. His first new movie since Titanic. It's called Avatar. Titanic 2. No, it's called... <laughs> I don't know how there could be a Titanic 2 unless you rewrite history. Like, they gave it another shot. They made a new ship, and it sinks to an iceberg. <laughs> yeah, it's set in the future. <laughs> Same exact fucking movie. No, it, it, they could basically... If they did that, it wouldn't be much different than the sequels to Cruel Intentions or Wild Things. Because those movies are the same thing as the first one. What if it's a spaceship? Because it's like it's way into yeah, the Yeah, I was just going to say that, that. There probably is some incredibly low-budget sci-fi movie that's the Titanic 2, and it runs into, like, a space asteroid... Well, the equivalent would be if they made a, a direct-to-DVD sequel to Titanic, and it's the same exact movie with all the same plot points and the same characters and everything. Well, Those the same like actors, like the same characters, but by a different name. Pretty much the same people. The same, you know, the same set pieces, I guess. We get it. We get it. Go on. Uh, <laughs> Justin Timberlake is uh, coming out with his own brand of tequila. It's called Nine Hundred One, and the spokesperson for the tequila said. 901 is that time of night when your evening is ending, but your night is just beginning. Uh, the What Would Tyler Durden guy says, Now say 901 is how many cocks I'd like in my mouth and see which 901 explanation sounds gayer. <laughs> that cracked me up. That's kind of funny. <laughs> this guy is con- pretty, actually pretty consistently funny. What else we got? What else we got? G? Brooke Hogan, tiny bikini pictures of Brooke Hogan, which I'm not sure how to feel about. <laughs> I heard uh, I heard Hulk Hogan is uh, dating a girl about the same age as Brooke Hogan. Why not? I mean, if you can. It's probably one of her friends. There's, check that link out, guys. Is that some kind of sin? I don't know. What do you think of these pictures, guys? Because uh, I don't know. Uh, Brooke Hogan uh, has never done it for me. I don't know. Me neither. She looks like her dad. She has like her dad's chin. And biceps and shoulders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The, the, the Tyler Durden guy always calls her fat. I don't know if she's really that fat, but she's kind of big, I guess. She's just, yeah, she's got a large build. Yeah, I've never been that, I've never really been into her at all. Let's see what else we got. What's her, uh, so tramp stamp? One of the commenters say? says, nice ass, for a guy. <laughs> Does her ass say redemption? I don't know. 
Uh, Carmen Electra has nude yep. photos in Mexican Maxim. Well, topless photos. She looks okay, but uh, her, her breasts are too fakey, so that's a little bit of a negative to me. But the rest looks pretty good. I think that she, if she detrashied a little bit, she's pretty she's pretty good looking when she's not when she detrashies it a little bit. Like I saw her on the Today Show uh, fairly recently, and she was just dressed pretty fairly normally, and she was just being pleasant, and she looked really good. And she looked like she was about twenty five. So I liked her there, but here she looks pretty trashy, and the breasts are very large and perfectly round, and just you know very overly fakey looking. What were you saying, Stevie? Uh, I wasn't saying anything. Someone tried to jump in there. Don't know what to uh, tell you. Lindsay Lohan is bitching because people trash-talking her are making her unable to land big movie roles. Pretty sure that's not the fault of the people who are trash-talking her. Let's see. And she crashed her car. I think that's about it for the news. Bomb, bomb, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Alrighty. Where's it? Stevie has to do a segment now. I think I think we lost Robert. I think he wandered off and fell asleep. Probably he's probably tending his laundry. It's like a giant sleepy giant. So uh, I was checking the chili actually. Go on. Is that like oh, choking I I just, the chicken? I wrapped up. You guys were being so unresponsive that I wrapped up my news. Sorry, I, I fall asleep during the news segment. That's why. Oh. Burns. So you guys are both sleepy giants. No, see, I figure I can walk away because Stevie will keep it going during the news. He didn't. He just, he, it was, I was playing against total wall of silence. Yeah, it, it, it hung a little bit. <laughs> I, I was oh, about boy. to segue into something, though, and then you came back and fucked it up. So, you know, whatever. Look at this guy. Anyway. Look at this little guy. So, uh, D- Peter being Mr. Mod, I was wondering if you'd heard of this uh, Killing Floor UT3 mod. <laughs> Killing Floor. Yeah. I'm gonna assume that he's never heard of that. Well, he pays. He, I don't. He plays all those play things before they're uh, mainstream popular, like the uh, all the tower defense and stuff like that. Oh, that's he, right. He's, he a, play he's tower Mr. Ground Floor, cool. so I figured I'd ask about this one. No, I played that. I never said I played all of them. I said I played that one, but I don't play hey. UT3, so no. You know what? I can. I don't think I've. We've had an episode since I got really into uh, Pixel Junk Monsters, but that game is friggin' amazing. Everybody See, should go play and you it. You gave me he, shit about it. It's so addictive. If you have, uh, you know, if you have a PS3, go spend the ten bucks or whatever it is on it. It's awesome, and play co-op. Yeah. The other side of it is the uh, the final the Final Fantasy themed tower defense game that came out on Xbox Live Arcade. So bad, so formulaic, so unoriginal. There's, it's just a direct copy paste of the most basic tower defense flash game you could find with Final Fantasy graphics thrown in in a few places. It's such a cheap cash in. It's so bad. I wish they'd bring Pixel Junk over to Xbox Live Arcade. Check it out. Isn't it a Sony like third party? Is that going to be exclusive forever? Or first party. Yeah, they, I, I don't know if Q Games is like Sony's, but they probably have a deal. Steve, you picked up the expansion for it. Uh, yeah. What's what's that like? Is it just more of the yeah, same? Yeah, it's, it's just more more levels. And they're actually nice. pretty unique. And there's another new tower, but I don't think I ever use it. Is it? Uh, is it like a, a set of easy levels, set of medium and hard again, or is it all hard? No, it's the whole gradient again. Cool. Yeah, it's not bad. What is up with releasing DLC for 
direct to arcade games. Seems weird. Why? Like the mall has a bunch of them now. I don't know. It just seems weird because no one ever does it. Would you rather they release it in the arcade and then put the uh, DLC retail? What I'd rather is the... I'd rather the game have everything to begin with, but... I guess... I, I don't know. It just seems weird because I'm so used to... I'm so used to expecting, you know, direct to a PSN or Xbox Live Arcade games to have no ongoing support whatsoever. So it's kind of weird. I think it's pretty great. It seems like... Like the Moss stuff... It seems like the the downloads are just like one level downloads here and there. But like why couldn't that points. have just been included in the? It costs hundred bucks, so it's not that bad. Or hundred. Why could why couldn't they have just been included in the the version of the game that shipped though, the original? Well, maybe they saw the game was popular, so they made some new ones. I don't know. It's tough to always believe that they're it's brand new content. It's like the Prince of Persia thing. I'm still. Not entirely sure if that that wasn't done before they shipped the game, but I'm yeah. The whole idea of DLC for me is very suspicious. Getting some dangerous territory there. Don't even get me started on the Prince of Persia epilogue. Yeah, that, that was like your, that was like your uh, big cradle cradle of bevelation or whatever. That was like your main thing. I was extremely disappointed, and you didn't like it. What was wrong with it? There was a lot of stuff wrong with it. Well, the, speaking speaking to what Bobby was saying, um, I'm pretty sure they didn't develop that as part of the normal structure because I'm not convinced anyone who had pretty much anything to do with the original game except for the voice actors had anything to do with the epilogue. You think they handed it to the interns for the? I'm, I'm pretty sure they did, and I'm not sure that intern even played the game first. <laughs> it did. It 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 felt like a uh, a mod or like a, a fan expansion, like. Ten years after yeah. a game comes out, when they finally make it open source and release the tools and shit, the the continued story that the it's like the video game equivalent of fan fiction. That's weird, but I mean, that wouldn't that kind of tell you that it wasn't in existence before the game came out because it's so different from the reg- from the main game. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Is I I don't think it was planned on, or you know, it was probably planned on that they were going to do DLC. But I don't think it was developed as part of the game, and then like clipped off the end when they saw that you know, there was the opportunity to do it. I think they. Well, I think. Sorry, I think with Prince of Persia, the the main reason that exists is because the game didn't sell all that well when it first came yeah. out. Um, I think they probably saw the sales numbers and were like, "Shit, we might not get a sequel. Let's wrap this up because we left it as sort of a cliffhanger." But they didn't even wrap it up. I mean, that hey, spoilies. No, that that's not a spoilie. Oh. I won't. I won't yeah. spoilie it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we need to use that meow noise. You spoiled it by didn't wrap anything up. Because it, it was just a—it was another cliffhanger ending. Hmm. It was a non-ending. It wasn't even a cliffhanger ending. It just—it just, it just kind of. So, oh, see ya. You hated it enough to finish the whole thing. Well, yeah, because it took an hour and like forty-five minutes to play through. Was it ten bucks? Yeah. What's that? That's like almost that's almost as bad as Butthole Island for Fable. Like Fable hey, Did you see how did you see how Stevie sort of looped that right back around at the beginning? Since we're broadcasting from Tehran, Iran. Not bad. Yeah? Wait, so Prince of Persia is set in Iran? Well Persia is Iran, I guess. Persia. Right? Correct.
Hey, one last thing. Did you guys see the uh, Punch-Out trailer? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It looks rather good. But what's... I don't get... The one thing that has me a little bit confused is the trailer shows all classic fighters. Except for one... The disco guy? Yeah. Disco kid. Disco kid. Is that the new Mike Tyson? No, he's just a regular... So is it just they have new fighters sprinkled in with the old ones, or what? It looks like it. What do you think? Yeah, I... Do you think they have a classic mode and a new mode? No. No, I don't mind. If... Because he kind of fits, though. I mean, just based on his movements and... Yeah, um, yeah I, the way he moved looked so classic Punch-Out. Y- yeah, yeah, I I think uh, it'll probably be all the classic characters and then probably a bunch of new characters. I, I don't know if it'll be like 50% or whatever, but... Well, they'll probably go back and put all the super Punch-Out characters in it, too. And then... Really no, so? I don't think so. I, I think they're, they'll save it them. It seems to be too hard to retool it because, like... They come from two Super different Punch systems. Was, yeah, it was completely different because Super Punch Out, the guys are throwing, you know, juggling balls and yeah. throwing at you. <laughs> it was so, two different, you know, gameplay type. They're like two different separate things, man. But that uh, that new guy did fit right in. I mean, that, yeah. for people yeah, who I like the way he moves. It just made me feel like I was, you know, nine again. Mm-hmm. Looking at the guy doing, making the funny movements on the screen. <laughs> yeah, my, my only complaint about the uh, the trailer was that it's not going to be a truly HD game. That, that'd that be nice if it was all, you know, 1080p. It's not... Why wouldn't it be HD? Because... It's on Wii. Yeah, Wii only does 480p. But I, that is I don't understand HD. the... Like, when you watch any Wii trailer, wouldn't you say the same thing? Like, oh man, it's not going to be 1080p still since Wii can't do that. But yeah. 420p is, is HD, basically. That's You, you need component cables to do that. It's that doesn't HD. mean it's HD. It's 720, you know... But uh, anyway, it, yeah, it, I think it looks awesome. It, it, it looks really nice, and the all the animations look cool. And they even have the uh, the the training part where he's jogging behind. Uh, yeah, rock. Yeah, that made that made me, that was interesting to me. I like that. That was very uh, made me feel nostalgic. What was plus, of course, they. Um, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but they announced uh, balance board support for mm-hmm. it. Really? Get all the casuals built in. Uh, I wonder if that's going to be a legitimate thing. Is it really going to work? Well, I think it'll be fun to goof around with, but the to actually play it, I think you'll probably play it like NES style with holding the controller sideways. Kind of. Yeah, because oh, like, really? uh, Tetris has balance board support too, and I haven't even <laughs> tried it, so <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. This makes that makes less sense than already having Deathman. Well, they, they had to or dumb it down mode. too. It's like it's not just the regular mode; it's gigantic blocks, and there's like you can fit fewer of them across the thing because it's so hard to control with the balance board. They had to simplify it. You know, when I heard, you know, that there's going to be Punch-Out on Wii, I just kind of assumed that you'd be doing dope shit stuff like swinging punches at the screen or whatever. But it doesn't look like that would work based on the gameplay. Well, I think you will be. Really? I think that, that'll be one of the control methods. Sure. Well, I, I but, think as long as I have the regular controls, too. that That's all I care. Yep. I'm totally playing it with the Wii remote turned sideways. Yep. Just one more reason for me to need to get a Wii. The reasons are piling up. I almost got one when it was two hundred bucks at, at Dell or whatever. You you gonna get a Wii first or a PS3? A Wii, a pub- oh no! That wasn't me. <laughs> we, that wasn't me. <laughs> oh no! Maybe it was Miles. Oh, that'd be gross. <laughs> cats don't fart though. They well, do can, fart. They do, but you don't hear it. No, well, I've heard one cat fart ever. How is that even possible? Their, their butts aren't shaped correctly to fart. What do you mean? Audibly. Their butts are shaped the exact same way as ours. Then how come they never have audible farts? 
because they have a very consistent diet and therefore produce less flatus. I just don't think their butts are right for it. <laughs> look at a cat's butt, then look at your butt. Well, the cat's butt like has no hole in it. Of course it does. Well, it has a hole, but I don't like where this is going. It's like it's all closed up, you know. So is people, but.